and welcome to the Lifestyle Herbalist Podcast, where we hope to inspire you to have a healthy dose of happiness. I'm your co-host, Dabney Vaccaro, clinical herbalist and health coach. And I'm Sabrina Cooper, registered culinary holistic nutritionist and herbalist. Join us as we dive into the art of herbalism, mindfulness, and healthy lifestyle practices to help you achieve a happier and healthier life. Whether you're a seasoned herbalist or just starting your wellness journey, we're here to provide you with the insights, tips, and inspiration for a more balanced and joyful existence. So grab your favorite herbal tea, sit back, and let's get a healthy dose of happiness together. Hi, and welcome to our very first episode, Mastering Your Willpower, How to Balance Overindulging During the Holidays. I am Dami Vaccaro. I am a clinical herbalist and health coach, a registered dental hygienist, lover of plants. I'm a Gigi, a mom, and um, just a lover of life in general. And I am joined today with my good friend, Sabrina Cooper. Hello, hello. Thank you, Dabney. So when Dabney approached me about co-hosting this podcast together, I was so excited. Um, having known each other for years, we initially crossed paths while pursuing our Bachelor of Science degrees in oral health promotion um, because uh, coincidentally, we are both hi- dental hygienists. And since then, not only have we remained close friends, but we've also embarked on a shared journey towards nutrition and herbal studies and overall wellness approaches. Um, So a quick little bio about me, I'm a holistic culinary nutritionist and herbalist, as well as a proud wife and dog mom to our fun-loving dog, Bricks. Um, Some of my passions are crafting wholesome recipes using whole foods and creating nourishing herbal tea blends and tending to my gardens, just to mention a few. So I look forward to sharing our knowledge and sharing this space with you and of course Dabney. Yeah, I think um I think for sure the sharing of knowledge because as a clinical hygienist I have a you know I have a person every hour but you know it's just a small piece of where I want my journey to be and I know Sabrina you are making these wonderful tea blends that are trying to enhance people and we both really have the desire to just help people live better and enjoy their one precious life. I wholeheartedly agree, Dabney, that life is precious and it's important to consider how we want to live it. You know, as dental hygienists, we have had the privilege of interacting with numerous individuals over the years and our role extended beyond educating them on improving their oral health. We also strive to plant seeds that would enhance their overall well-being, right? So by sharing information and advice, we hope to inspire positive changes in their lives and it was always a pleasure when they returned for the next visit not only feeling and looking better but also living better witnessing these transformations i don't know about you but it had been truly rewarding um and uh, as you embark on your journey as a clinical herbalist you have more opportunities to nurture and guide patients towards achieving uh, these healthy goals which is so great through this podcast platform, um, I'm, I think we both aspire to reach even more individuals and inspire them to embrace mindful living. And so with um, the verge of the holidays coming upon us, we thought it would be a great time to talk about Mastering Your Willpower, which is the name of this episode, Mastering Your Willpower, How to Balance Overindulging During the Holidays. And um, we are two weeks away from 
Thanksgiving here in the United States. And I know Canada has already celebrated their Thanksgiving, but in between now and New Year's, there will be a host of holiday gatherings and lots of meals and typically alcohol involved. And so how do you say no when you know it's just not going to do well for you? And giving into those social stigmas of, you know, what? You don't want to drink? Um, you know, and so we're going to talk to you all today about how to stay true to yourself. It is so true. It's so true about the, like, if you're not having a drink and people begin to ask you a lot of questions and they're like, why aren't you drinking? What's wrong? You know, and it's, and you're thinking sometimes, what if we flipped the, the conversation and said, well, why do you need, you need to drink, you know, or what, what do you, why do you do certain things right during the holidays and why only at the holidays, if we try to stay on track all throughout the year, why do we allow ourselves to let loose and have a huge party fiesta in our bodies um, on the holidays? So this is a great episode, I think coming up to your holiday and, and the holidays in general, I know there's a lot of different celebrations going on. So let's get to some staggering stats, shall we, Dabney? Yeah. So I was doing some research to, you know, people say, oh, I've gained this 10 pounds. I gained this five pounds over the holidays. But, you know, in self-reporting, actually, people typically only gain like a pound or two over the holiday season. What happens, though, after that is that they kind of get in this cycle of the one pound becomes two pounds, the two pounds become five pounds. And then pretty soon, the pants aren't fitting very well. And so the willpower just really diminishes over time. So the holidays might start the the weight gain and people's circumferences might get a little bit tight around their pants, but it's not until they get into about February and March when they really notice that they've gained weight. And it's because of those couple of pounds that they never really tried to lose over the holidays. And so that cycle just kind of continues. And then Pretty soon we're thinking about summertime where those bulky clothes go off and then we're thinking, oh man, I got some work to do. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, so really just thinking about, you know, those couple of pounds and how do you you navigate, number one, not gaining those couple of pounds, but then what do you do if you do find yourself at the end of the holidays having gained a couple of pounds? Right. And it's not only the fact of, you know, weight, it's, it's what that extra pounds um, can do long-term to you. um, If you keep going in that direction, because it's, it's easy to step off and, and not be following your, your regime or your, your balanced life. um, But it's hard to get back in. And so um, it's, right this com- this conversation today is about how to be mindful during the holidays so that you stay balanced and you can enjoy the holidays um without the guilt or the guilt in quotation marks um that we may feel after we've overindulged because the poor eating habits can lead to heart health the foods high in saturated fats trans fats cholesterol sodium this can all lead to like some heart issues um your digestive health Um, I know myself, if I've eaten things that really don't agree with me, um, you start to feel bloated and gassy. This bad eating habit during the holidays created a, an explosion in your belly. That's not uh, working while the bacteria are all having a party. Right. Um, And so consuming more calories obviously also leads to like Dabney said, the weight increase. Um, And we also have it can affect your mental health because if you don't start to feel good, all the sugars and all the anxiety that comes around the holidays, overindulging, 
affects us tremendously. Um, so we need to incorporate some really great nutrient rich foods so that they'll positively impact the brain. And of course, we want to maintain energy levels because if we're not eating properly, our energy levels will drop and this can lead to you not wanting to do your everyday activities like exercise and which will also help you get through the holidays. Yeah, so true. Like if we're not if we're not making good choices in the beginning, it is a slippery slope and it's almost like a little snowball going down the hill. Like you start thinking, well, just this one time I'll give in. And then another time it's like, well, I've already done that. So I may as well do this. And so pretty soon, like we're sitting on the couch, we're watching TV, we have a bag of chips, you know, and we're not even just a little more. And the next thing you know, it's like a whole bag of chips or whatever. Right. So, um, it's the, it's that too. Yeah. And for me, I'm a recovering sugar holic. Like I grew up eating sugary things. I was a baker, not professionally, but, um, Somebody would come to my house and it was unusual for me not to have baked brownies, muffins, cookies, something to offer um, guests as they come in. My kids, myself, I loved sugar. And so sugar was always around. And so as a recovering sugarholic, I know for me, I'm an all or nothing person. Like I just can't have it in the house because it's too tempting for me. And I can't have just a little bit because I want, I want more. And I just have that, that ability to always just want more and the inability to say no. So for me, I have to really have a mindset and a willpower that's, that's maybe different from other people. Some people can have a couple bites of a cookie and say, ah, that's enough. Not me. I want the whole cookie and more. <laughs> All or nothing. All or nothing. That's just <laughs> how I roll with sugar. At least there's other things that I can say no to easily, but sugar isn't one of them. So well, for me, highly, it's it's highly addictive, right? Like highly, highly addictive. So maintaining a healthy, balanced lifestyle during the holidays is usually a challenge for everyone. So you're not alone. And there are some unique challenges that we face uh, during the holidays, like one which Dabney just mentioned is the tempting treats. The holiday season's associated with an abundance of delicious calorie-dense foods and treats. And it's from festive cookies and uh, desserts to now this trend of charcuterie boards and um, comforting dishes that you may only see during the holidays that are rich in calories. Um, so it's hard to stick to a healthy plan. We also have the social pressure. Holiday gatherings and parties often revolve around food. So it makes it a challenge to make those nutrition nutritious choices because we often will gravitate towards the less healthy options because of the pressures from our friends and families to indulge in those family traditions and dishes um, that may not always align with your dietary goals or there is nothing that is suitable for your dietary goals and you end up just having to eat what is available for let's say survival or because it's there. Time constraints. So time constraints, we're busy with shopping, decorating, attending events, perhaps you're cooking and baking. So it leaves little time for meal planning because you just run out of time and then that leads to relying on something convenient but less nutritious, fast food, uh, packaged meals. Uh, we also have the emotional eating aspect. So the holidays can lead to emotional triggers. Um, it's not always joyful. So you have things such as stress, loneliness, nostalgia. Um, 
which has you running towards those comfort foods. Because let's face it, the celery and the carrots with hummus sometimes isn't the most comforting when you're feeling down and out. Um, and we will focus on the coping mechanism rather than focus on the nutrition um, for our bodies. And then we have the lack of routine. So during the holidays, our regular routines tend to get disrupted due to travel or time off work. The kids are home from school. So this changes the routine and it makes it harder for us who are used to that structure and um, leads us to less healthy eating habits. Dami, what are some of the challenges that you or clients that you have had faced um, in this area with um, the challenges? I know you briefly spoke about your own, but like, have you right. faced how? Yeah. So as a health coach, um, it's helping people understand their relationship with their food, because like you said, we have these coping mechanisms and maybe there's an emotional trigger that's gone on right now that man, I want some macaroni and cheese because it takes them back to their childhood when their mom just made something and they just felt love. You know, it's, it's talking to the fellow who maybe really wants to have a relationship in his life, but he's just not found the right person. So instead of cuddling on the sofa with a loved one or, you know, a girlfriend, he's cuddling up with Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know? And so it's, it's learning the relationship with food. And when you stop and think about it, most of the time it's it goes back to an emotional trigger hunger can be pushed off if you're truly hungry then you can talk yourself off the ledge it's like mm, i don't really need that right now i'm not really i'm hungry but i can push that off and it'll go away but when it's an emotional button what happens is it keeps pinging at your mind until it's satisfied that's the major difference. So if you have something that keeps pinging at you, nagging at you, talking to you, like, I really want that, I really want that cookie, then there's something emotional. And it's important to take a step back and figure out, okay, what am I going through right now? And just to be self-aware. And that self-awareness piece can really be beneficial. And I love it when um, people start to journal those things because we can see the patterns that show up for people. And then they can start to heal from whatever the emotional issue is going on for them. And that's, and what you're talking about too, is sort of about the psychologically, the psychological part of the willpower and the discipline and how you can um, avoid these, these challenges. Right. So. Yeah. When I was looking at some information, um, the research is showing that willpower was really the most significant barrier to change, but it is something that can be learned. Um, and it can be strengthened with practice. So it just takes time to, to, um, to keep, keep going on with the willpower. Um, it's important to establish motivation for change and to set clear goals. So, you know, why, why is it that you're wanting to say no to certain things? Why is it you're wanting to get up and go exercise? Like, and that motivation piece is really important. Like self-motivation isn't always easy. Um, which is why it's great to have um, other people in your life who can support you. One of the things I ask my health coaching patient or clients is, 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 do you have home support? Are you doing this solo? Or are there people at home that are going to try and sabotage you? You know, because the social norms is like, what do you mean you don't want to have an extra helping of macaroni and cheese? Don't you like it? You know, and, and it kind of makes people feel guilty. Well, of course I like it, but it's not really good for me at this moment. And it's not helping me with my goals. So 
having people supportive um, in your life is very important. Um, but even self-motivation is really great because um, when we're thinking about motivation and having those clear goals, then we can get to where we want to be at the end. It's having that that vision. Yes, but I can have this, but it's not going to get to my goals. Um, the other thing is you need to monitor the behavior to the goals. So what is it that you're setting yourself up against today? Um, I love the, the, the thought of meal prepping and planning out like, okay, these are the things I'm going to be doing today. Here are my pitfalls. Here are some areas that I've fallen down in the past. And here's what I'm going to do to navigate the, um, the structure in the future. And really just setting a course to monitor um, how you did today. And even at the end, which I love journaling, at the end, you know, at the end of the day, these are the things that went well. These are the things that mm, I could have done better. But don't stay in that negative mindset. Like, yes, we're all human. We're all going to mess up. There are times that we just indulge and that's okay. But you start, you start over the next day and you just, you just erase that. Okay, it's done. I can't go back and change it. I can only go forward. And the third component is the willpower. So whether you want to lose weight or kick smoking, um, really willpower is a critical step into, into achieving that outcome. In essence, willpower is the ability to resist short-term temptations in order to meet the long-term goals. And again, it's looking at the end of the tunnel. What is it that you want to achieve at the end of that tunnel? And I think it's really smart to, um, to make good goals that are, um, that are achievable. You know, my health coaching clients would say, well, I want to lose weight. Okay, great. How are we going to measure that? How does that, how is that, what, what is it you want to lose? Like in what time frame? And we'll talk a little bit about um, setting those goals um, in just a little bit. But defining willpower is the ability to delay gratification, resisting short-term temptations in order to meet the long-term goals. It's the capacity to override an unwanted thought, feeling, or impulse. Now that's hard. The ability to employ a cool cognitive system and behavior rather than a hot emotional system. So this research was talking about cool versus hot. And most of us live in the hot button. Ooh, they touched my hot button. That touched my emotional trigger. So I'm going to go do it. Rather than being more present within yourself and staying cool, like more self-control. Like willpower and self-control go hand, hand in hand. So rather than being all or nothing, be somewhere in between. Like indulge a little bit. Okay, I've been really good all week. I think on Sunday I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a bite of a cookie because I really like a cookie. Or I'm really I know there's an um there's a party coming up at work. And so I've been good for really a couple of weeks. I'm gonna just say yes to whatever it is you want to have at work. Um and just but as long as it's just a small piece, you know, it's not going completely ham. Really well said, Dabney, and um, I agree with the willpower and not going uh, crazy. And that brings us to uh, delayed gratification, and you touched a little bit about that. And so practicing delayed gratification can be valuable because it's a good way to maintain a healthy balance. It's realizing or being mindful at how the actions or things that you are eating or doing can be gratifying in the moment, but may have a negative effect later. And when you realize this, you may start to make better choices. So your, your body and yourself will thank you later. 
how can you apply this to the holidays? Well, it's all about setting priorities. And what is a priority of yours usually is going to be your health, your health and well-being. And you recognize that short-term indulgences may provide temporary satisfaction, but will have negative consequences or can have negative negative consequences sorry on your overall um, health and in the long run mindful decision making instead of giving in to every temptation during the holidays take a moment to consider the potential impact on your well-being so ask yourself if indulging in certain foods aligns with your goals and values and if it doesn't maybe you'll reconsider uh grabbing at those things or doing those things. Also moderation. So it doesn't mean completely depriving yourself of holiday treats, as Dabney said. It means that you're going to find a balance between enjoying special foods while making your conscious decisions and choices about portion sizes and the frequency you consume them. So, you know, you don't have to go hard, as Dabney said. You can have a little bit and that might be suffice. The long-term benefits, you will um, continue to feel energized. You won't have those crashes. You can avoid that post-indulgence guilt or discomfort, the bloating, um, and your overall wellness journey will still be very intact and you'll be coming out ahead on the other side. Alternative pleasures, um, find things that... uh, don't revolve around food maybe or things that you can spend quality time with loved ones, decorating gifts, going skating, maybe doing an outdoor activity so that when you do come inside and want to enjoy a treat, you'll be like, wow, you know, I feel great. I just need a little bit because I know that um, it doesn't serve me as well as I need it to. And practicing your self-control, which is your positive self-tap, talk, um, seeking support from others, and that can help you resist immediate temptation. Delayed gratification is not something that happens overnight. It takes time to develop, but applying this uh, concept to holiday eating can make you more, can make more mindful choices and it prioritizes your long-term health and well-being while enjoying the uh, holidays in a balanced way. So, you know, really start to think about that. Uh, when it comes to this holiday season. You're so right, Sabrina. So many times we just give in to the temptation and not really pay attention to what our body is telling us. One thing I like to do with my herbal clients is to help them understand their body better. Sabrina talks a lot about with um, mindfulness and just being present with yourself. And it's so true that, you know, we often don't pay attention to what our food does to us. You know, if we have some indigestion, we think, oh, well, I'm just going to take a Tums or I'm just going to take an antacid instead of thinking, well, geez, my body is not liking whatever it is I put in it. We just keep doing that same thing. Um, And then over that long term effect that Sabrina talked about is not going to serve us in our goals. Well, and on that point, I mean, how many times in our past or, you know, present um, and I'll use alcohol as an example you drink alcohol and you many people will be like okay well if you eat this you won't get a hangover in the morning or if you drink lots of water in between and then eat some food and then have some more drinks and then eat and then about then you're not going to feel so bad so bad in the morning and then but why are we doing these why are we doing something that we have to 
like do erase try and erase the effects and go rewind exactly (laughs) like how like is that even that doesn't make it it came to me the other day I'm like why do we do this you know like why do we put this stress on our bodies to try and reverse the 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 thing that we gave it like I don't right right like just just because of the social norm and that's what people do it's kind of silly isn't it it is like, and instead of saying, Hey, like if we all got together and said, hmm, maybe we should have a cup of herbal tea together and indulge and have a nice dinner. People would look at you like, are you crazy? But if that was our norm, nobody would think it was weird or different. Right. Right. right? They would think having alcohol would be strange, but we've mm-hmm. all grown up in that society. It's become a norm. So something that I like to work out with my clients is something um, called a SMART goal. So SMART is an acronym for something specific. It has to be measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So whatever it is that um, the person is trying to do, we set the goals around that specific uh, framework because people get very disappointed and lose faith very quickly if they're not seeing results. So it has to be something that's specific And it should be something that's measurable. Otherwise, how are you going to know it's working or not? And is it relevant? Um, Is it achievable? Sometimes people reach for the moon and the stars and then they lose um, sight of it because it's just too far out. The other thing is, well, what is the time bound? Um, If you have grandkids, let's say, who's coming for the summer and you want to have more energy for them, Well, if you're working toward a goal um, to have more energy in June when they get out of school, then that's going to be where we want to be. We want to make sure that we have the measurements that we want and to be able to get to our goal by the time June rolls around. And that is something that helps us stay more motivated. It helps us to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and um, maybe can help us not fall off the wagon quite so fast. If we're going to apply these SMART goals for our holiday season, perhaps it's something that we're going to do and maybe not do. Perhaps we're going to get up in the morning three days a week a little bit early and we're going to do some yoga or maybe we're going to do some stretching or perhaps we're going to go to the gym and uh, do a workout. So really, Sabrina, it is about just staying mindful, right? So this is where I like mindful eating. Mindful eating is a practice that involves paying full attention to the experience of eating, including the sensations, thoughts, and emotions associated with it. Um, It emphasizes being present in the moment. So, and, and making those conscious choices about how much we eat, which is what I spoke of earlier. And um, it can play a really big role in avoiding overindulgence. Um, just because you're, you're more aware, um, you're eating in moderation, you have, and then you start to have a healthier relationship with food. And, you know, it might sound hokey to some, but, but practicing mindful eating is becoming more attuned with your body's signals and conscious choices of what you eat. And, and, um, it helps us avoid those, those overindulgences and, um, you will have a greater appreciation for the nourishment that the food gives you. And so, like I said, I, I feel like this will be a bit, it's a bigger topic than this, but just to get through the holidays, what we're talking about and avoiding um, overindulgent, indulging, um, you want to bring in, it, it will help bring increased awareness. So just tune into your hunger, hunger signals, perhaps before you go like one little 
I'll, I'll add a little tip here, but before going into a holiday uh, party, perhaps eating a little snack, don't go in like, oh, well, I know that there's going to be great food. So I'm not going to eat all day so that when I get to the party, I'm going to like go crazy recipe for disaster. <laughs> so Absolutely. a healthy dose of happiness is eating a little bit before you go to the, the party, have some water and, and replenish yourself and, and get nourished and then go to the party so that you go with a, a, a realistic hunger signal. And when you get there, go, do I really need all this food or am I just eating it because it's there? Recognizing emotional triggers Again, I said before, it's not all, it could be joyful. You could be in that moment. You're just really excited. You're with your friends and you start to kind of feed off everybody and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you and you're just grabbing whatever. Then the accumulation of it all will add more calories to your day, right? So pay attention to that um, and know if it's coming from sadness. Is it coming from happiness? Where is this, this eating um, coming from? Savoring your food. Make sure you take take time to enjoy the time and preparation that went into this food and the textures and the flavors that someone has taken time or prepared this food. Bring that non-judgmental awareness to yourself. So we often label foods good and bad, which is another big topic. Um, just be observant that different foods have different effects on your body. Not so much good and bad. It's just your body may not react well to this food it doesn't mean that it's really necessarily a bad food, you know, but there are some not so great foods, but I will say, um, so just be, be mindful of that. And, um, and yeah, and just take a moment of pause, enjoy your, before you start to eat and engage your senses, slow down, like don't eat so quickly because that can also cause a lot of problems. Um, and just be present. So. Yeah. I've witnessed people, standing at parties, like you said, with a handful of nuts. I mean, just, they're just gabbing away and talking and having a great time. And they just reach over and just keep eating. It's either, and it could be the chips, it could be anything, but they're just reaching over, just chit chatting away. They have a drink in their hand. They've got something in there and they're just talking and just enjoying. They have no earthly idea what's, what they're even doing. Like they're eating, but they're not thinking about eating. Exactly. You know, it's, they're just, they're exactly in, they're in, right. they are in, they are in the moment having a conversation with their friends. And I, I witnessed it. I witnessed it. Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, they're just consuming so many calories and they have no idea what they're doing. And, you know, it's that, it's that awareness, you know, why do you have to eat and drink and talk? I mean, it's, it's just kind of what we do. It's just the party kind of atmosphere, I suppose. Um, and with, yeah. now with all these chacouter, I don't know about women in Canada and the United States, if you know, the chacouterie craze, Oh yeah, so it's crazy. And, mm-hmm. You know, and so all of that, like I mean, cheese alone and the hams and the salamis and all that goodness. And then there's the candy boards and this board and that board. I mean, every <laughs> little morsel, every bite. I mean, that's like that's like a, an overindulgent rich meal. You could have like a steak and potato, like, and it would probably be the same equivalent of a couple pieces of cheese and you know, some and some um, salami and meats, and that's all pro- nitrates and process. So that's a, again, where you want to be mindful, make those choices that are actually going to fuel you properly later, instead of p- nibbling at the things that may not serve you well in, in the long run nutrition. Right. right? right. Like, I think that's the point. Right. And, and really it's, it's choosing things that are not so high in carbohydrates because the carbohydrates gives you a big flash of energy, but then you get that big crash and then you're going to consume more. 
um, food because you have the crash. So uh, having some good protein, those really good healthy fats are really paramount for really um, finding yourself to be satisfied um, and not getting into the cravings. And with herbalism, we talk a lot about boundaries and where does the boundaries come from? And energetically, um, it is held in the kidney. There's something that Sabrina said about, you know, our, our body not responding well to certain foods and all bodies are different. Like what I can eat might not serve Sabrina well and what Sabrina eats might not serve me well. So having a clear understanding of your own body and what food does to your own body is really going to be helpful for you to navigate your own dietary preferences and what serves you well and what lifts you up and holds you um, to be your best self. The other thing I think about with um, parties is that, you know, when you know that there's going to be a certain theme, perhaps, you know, why not show up with your own your own um, dish to share that, you know, that is healthy for you. That's going to be something that you can eat. That's going to keep you clear in what your goals are, you know, and you can bring enough to share for everyone. And so. Um, there are ways to navigate those social parties in a way that you can still keep your willpower up and your goals set to where you want them to be. Um, another thing um, is, is do the if and then statements. So thinking ahead of time, if anyone offers me a drink, then I'm going to ask for a soda with a lime. You know, so there's it's it's kind of preparing your thoughts ahead of time before you ever walk through the door if this is where to happen, this, this is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to navigate, you know, and that way it, it's still like you're partaking. You still have club soda. You still have your lime. It looks like you have alcohol. It looks like you're partaking, but yet you're doing something that is important for you and your own health. Thank you for joining us today. As you can see, we are definitely herbalists who enjoy time sitting outside, enjoying the plants and not necessarily the IT part of technology. So again, thank you for joining us. Now let's get back to what you came to listen to. Just let the, the host know ahead of time so that they're not anticipating you're going to be eating or in taking part of this meal. And, and you, you know, if, if it's something you don't want to eat or you can't just say, you know what, it's okay. Don't worry. I got this. I'm going to bring my own meal. And most people are like, feel bad because you're going to bring your own meal. But at the end of the day, you just say, listen, it's just going to be easier for you. You don't have to worry about me. I don't have to worry about if there's something for me to eat. And it's just, it will be really so much easier for all of us and less stressful. So that's another um, way to get through um, when you're at social gatherings and politely declining or navigating the social gathering aspect. So Sabrina, what herbs do you suggest um, for your clients who are dealing with these types of issues? Um, I would say, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, a licorice uh, tea or mm -hmm. some sort of form of licorice. Um, mint, a lot of people will grab uh, and gravitate towards the mint automatically when they're feeling a little indigestion, but sometimes that can make the symptoms a little seem worse. And it, it depending on what the symptoms are, because they're not quite sure what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I find that licorice is a little bit sweet after dinner if people want that sweetness. So it kind of it becomes a little bit of a dessert, mm -hmm. but it also soothes the stomach lining and, um, gives you that, uh, that, that comfort 
Um, that mixed with a little chamomile um, mm -hmm. can also be really gentle on your stomach. Um, I find fennel seeds, um, I'll add those in there as well. Um, chewing on fennel after a meal and then mm -hmm. spitting out the seeds. That's a really big, really big in the Indian culture. Um, oh, so yeah. it's, it's after you go and eat that spicy, heavy, rich meals, they always have a little dish, either they're candy coated, but some are not, <laughs> and they, you can spoon them and eat them. And you'll see everybody like walking out of the restaurant, spitting out little fennel seeds, which, you know, but it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. We should all have them instead of mints at our restaurants. We should right, have little right. packets of fennel that you can take, you know, freshens your breath, makes your stomach, your digestion, aids in digestion. Um, so those are a few that I, I would suggest. And, and what about you and your experiences? Oh, I definitely love fennel and I love chamomile. Both are so gentle that they're, they're really indicated for even children who have upset stomachs or some digestion things going on. So yes, love fennel, love chamomile. Um, so, uh, holy basil is probably Tulsi is probably one of my favorite mm -hmm. herbs. Um, it's just, it's an adaptogen, which means it helps the body to regulate stress, which, you know, who doesn't have some stress, um, around the holidays, <laughs> <laughs> um, which then can kind of wind up your digestive system anyway. Um, you know, and sometimes things don't flow very well and digestive wise because of the stress and tension that's going on in the digestive system. But Love holy basil, um, phylum, which is typically used for like constipation, but it's, it's almost like you think of it like a chia seed, like chia seed, um, and what it does, it kind of swells in the belly and it can make your, um, make your belly feel full so that your appetite is lessened. So maybe, um, you can have a little bit of that before you go to the holiday party and you won't be as hungry and maybe not quite, um, apt to indulge, um, so, and by the way, when I wanted to interject a little bit a while back when you were talking about mindful eating and, you know, eating slowly, it's so important to eat slowly because it takes 20 minutes for our stomach to tell our brain that we're full. And so when we're eating like incredibly fast, which is what I tend to do sometimes because I'm running from one place to another and um, having, having three children, if I didn't eat fast, my food was cold. Oh, <laughs> and so um, anyway, um, yeah, it takes it takes 20 minutes for our brain to get the signal that we're full. And by that time, we feel really full because we've eaten too fast, we've eaten too much. And now we're like overly stuffed. And so it doesn't feel good. So eating, eating um, slowly certainly is important. But sometimes, sometimes we have um, issues with our digestion, and we're trying to get things moving a bit. And so for those things, I like dandelion um, and artichoke, angelica are all bitters. Bitters are great in that it helps the body get ready for food that's coming. Um, back in the day, people were served salads that were that were really um, bitter foods, and it was really to get our our stomach primed for food that was coming. But we've graduated so far away from our bitter foods. Like most people don't like bitter so much; they want the sweet the salty. Um, and so it doesn't really prime our tummies for the food that's coming. So um, having those, those angelica, dandelion and artichoke are very helpful for um, priming the stomach for, for food that's coming. Contraindicate contraindications um, with your, your health uh, plan already in place. Um, just really important and mindful. A lot of these herbs are gentle and don't have any, but again, it's always just great to check in and make sure that 
you know. Yeah, because herbs, herbs are a medicine as well. Um, and most are very gentle, but there can be contraindications or can be some side, side effects to ones, to certain ones. I think the ones we listed, um, the only one I would be cautious with is licorice because it is, it is so moistening that yeah. if people have high blood pressure, it can, it can raise blood pressure if consumed too much in too large quantities. Right. Um, foods, you want to have certain foods on hand, you know, to make sure you're getting through the holiday in a more, in a healthy, happy way. Um, healthy snacks, you know, um, fruit, vegetables, uh, that kind of thing that are already cut up into pieces. So that goes into your meal prep, which is really important because I know myself, if I don't have the things on hand, mm-hmm. I'm more readily, uh, I'm more apt to picking out like some something that's not going to nourish me as well or keep me fueled that long for a long period of time um, and have the crash and I'll have the crashes uh, quite quickly. Like if I, you know, a piece of crack, like a cheese and cracker might cut it for the first 15, 20 minutes. But when you're running around and doing all your prepping and getting your grocery shopping and dealing with your kids and everything else that's going around you, and perhaps there's some physical activity going and you may be skiing, you may be skating, um, getting outdoors for a hike. You really want to make sure that you're, you're fueling yourself well and staying hydrated. Because that's a big yeah. one that people forget. I don't know about yeah. you, Tiffany, but in the winter months, because we're not sweating, people think that they don't need to really hydrate as much, but it's still very, very important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I read that we lose eight to 10 cups of water a day just by perspiration, respiration, urination, fluids just in normal living. Um, so yes, um, and so just having 10 cups a day just keeps you at equal staying hydrated can uh, even more hydrated can be beneficial because our body does need all that water. And sometimes when we feel like we're hungry, we're not really hungry. We're really thirsty. And so when you're feeling like you need something to eat, have some water instead and check in with yourself in 15, 20 minutes. If you still feel hungry, then maybe you usually are hungry. Sparkling water is a great option and you can flavor it with whatever you like to flavor it with it doesn't just have to be lemon or cucumber or you know it could be you could take some herbs and put them in there i've done mm-hmm. that before you know just yeah. them in a little bit of you know steep them first and then pour it into the water so you get that flavor you could put mint in there and it can yeah. look pretty and people wouldn't even know i mean we have pea flower which colors your oh, uh, water blue beautiful. So you can put that in there and it looks like that new indigo gin and people, you know, you can, you can make it look like you're having, and you might psychologically think that you actually are having a cocktail because sparkling water with the blue and a little splash of lime or lemon will taste lovely, you know, or elderberry syrup, or, you know, just a splash. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could be, um, hibiscus. Hibiscus also turns your, 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 your water can turn it red or pink, which Mm -hmm. is very festive for the holidays. Add some ice and some cranberries. Boom. You've got a nice um, cocktail, maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. And even just making some ice cubes, you know, putting some cranberry, rosemary, you know, in some freezing and making ice cubes, you know, it can really just dress up um, a mocktail and it just, and it feels, it feels good. And you don't have to worry about mitigating all of the negative side effects that come along with alcohol. That's right. I love it. Um, and so we did touch upon staying active. So of course you want to do that and, you know, everybody has their way to stay active, get out there, you know, at least maybe 30 minutes you could break it up into a few sessions if you want. Cause I know, but that cold weather bundle up, 
And it actually makes you feel great. I don't know about you, um, but we have colder months here and um, I love getting out in the cold, like bundling up. My face is all like, it's all nice and toasty and warm when I come inside. And I don't know, it's kind of like you put all these layers and you feel so heavy, like walking outside. And then when you come in and take off the layers, like, wow, I actually feel lighter, you know, like it's like, crazy, right. Um, and then it builds up an appetite and you actually really want to eat some really nourishing foods because you did something good for yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know for me, if I stay active, then I'm, I'm able to keep my boundaries in place. So if um, if I work out in the morning that day, the morning that I work out, I make better choices during the day because I've already worked out. My body feels good. I feel strong. And so it helps me to say no to things that won't necessarily serve my body well because I'm working toward a goal. I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want I'm a grandma. So I want to have energy to play with my grandkids. And so with that in mind, like, okay, I've worked out today. I'm not going to blow it on this cheesecake that somebody brought into work today. Like that's just not going to serve me well. And so it helps me, it helps me to maintain my boundaries. So staying active, I think is really important psychologically, you know, um, as well as physically. And even if you have the, and, and, and the post post uh, party, I call it like, you know, hangover, whatever you want. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it cannot just be alcohol as well. It could be a food coma almost, you know, and you might feel like you don't want to move. You feel like foggy and you feel like lethargic and you're like, Oh, I just don't feel like working out today. I just could sleep here all day. But trust me when I say that when you get up and put those shoes on and put your, you know, warm up, get your jacket on, or even get on the treadmill, get on a bike, do a pod, a, a video workout, you'll feel a lot better after the workout um, than if you had stayed in bed all day. Oh, I totally agree. You know, just you wasted the day. (laughs) Yeah. And just get up and move, right? Like we all want a lazy day, but we want a lazy day. That's productive. Maybe it's like, like you said, playing with your kids and doing a puzzle, doing a craft, you Mm -hmm. know, if you want to have a movie marathon because there's a blizzard outside, well, you know, go for it, you know, but maybe you can also have a little bit of a dance party with your family, something simple, right? Like it's, there's so many videos available to us and a plethora out there that, you know, um, every, there's something for everyone to move a little truly, bit. Truly it is. If you did slip up, um, over the holidays, um, you know, it's okay. It happens to the best of us. It happens. I'm sure it's happened to Dabney. It's happened to me. Um, you know, and you just kind of go, okay, well, today's a new day and that was yesterday and I'm human and I'm going to get back on track, whatever that looks like to me in that moment. Don't worry about what the person beside you is doing or your friend or whoever focus on you stay in your lane and um you know just celebrate that you have recognized that you something didn't serve you and yeah. correct it from there I, and the yeah. next time it might happen again because we always say we'll never do that again um <laughs> we do it again yeah but, you know, yeah. staying in that staying in that negative mindset is not going to be healthy for anyone. So because what it does is going to take you down that spiral and you don't want to go down the vortex. You chalk it up like, OK, I had a weak moment. We all have weak moments and you get back on your horse and you keep riding along because you're going to get to that goal. So Sabrina is absolutely right. Yeah, we want we want our listeners and we also want to have a healthy dose of happiness. And we when we think that if people feel healthy, they're going to be happy. Because I don't know when they ask people, you know, at the end of their life, you know, what they are most 
happy about. It's really about friends and family. It's not about how much money they had in their 401k. It's where they spent their life. And so our podcast really is about helping you to achieve the better things in life, which is to spend them with the things that you want to spend them with, which are hopefully people. Um, I know that's what Sabrina is, is aiming to help people do. That's what I'm aiming to help people do is to just bring happiness in a world that sometimes doesn't seem so happy. But if you want a healthy dose of happiness, we are your people. Sabrina and I are here to bring you the best that we can to help brighten your day and make your life better. This presentation is for educational purposes only and not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We recommend that you consult your primary care physician before starting any new regimen. We hope you got a healthy dose of happiness. Yes, yes, stay happy. (laughs) Have a good holiday, everyone.
we hope you got a healthy dose of happiness. Yes. Yes. Stay happy. <laughs> Have a good holiday, everyone.